You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. First thing out of my mouth is why I got all these lobsters and why you're not invited. All right. That, that's just that's just the way it is. That's how you do things, right? This is Crossing Phase, the podcast featuring a Christian and a Muslim talking religion and politics. Your co-hosts are me, Matt Hawkins, a once policy director of the Southern Baptist Convention, and my friend John Pinna, former director of government and international relations of the American Islamic Congress. As always, everything you need to follow and contact us is available at crossingphase.com. If you're not already listening through one of these outlets, we're available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. For this episode, we tried something a little different. We started rolling as soon as we began talking, and that includes as we took a look at religion headlines, wondering what we were supposed to talk about. So yeah, I was having a hard time uh, remember what we agreed to talk about today, too. I mean, if we... Let, let's do religion news service, which... Let's see what they got domestically. Mormons and everyone else will soon have access to the church's handbook. Church of the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to make a single policy handbook publicly available, ending decades of secrecy mm-hmm. and, frankly, confusion. Handbook, you know, all right. There was a hopeful style on faith, climate change, and who goes to heaven. <laughs> what? I can't. I, I... All right. You know... Wait, you know that that in itself is is a thing, you know. Who 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 you know? Who has access to heaven? So, do you think everyone goes to heaven? Are you somewhat universalist that way, or do you think it's not something that we've figured out? We definitely haven't figured it out. I certainly haven't figured it out. But what I do believe is that there is good and evil, and there's a positive life force that can connect with with what's with that's bigger than any of us. You can't have good without having evil. I don't know if that's true. Um, Where are you reading this? Religion News Service. You want me to send you the which article? Art, just which article? I'm there too. Uh, it's the Steyer article. The time, Tom Steyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hold, yeah. Yeah. And it, you'd have and and the the idea that we've moved away from relative way of thinking, I think, doesn't make any sense. Honestly, that's just not the real world. He said nothing. Look, there's a simple answer. Does every so? Do you think everyone goes to heaven? Yes. That's it, right? No. He goes. So do you mentioned another image that you don't think God plans on saving just one group of people? No. I mean, if you believe there's a God, could you really believe that He, She, or whomever you describe describe God? is really only going to save one tribe in the Middle East. Really, is that possible? I mean, think about it now. I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty interesting stuff. Do you think so it's he's good? A, so he's a disengaged secularist. I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know. Maybe that's a good, it's, it's a fair, you know. I mean, are you recording this? Because you probably should I, record it. I am actually. I already started okay. recording. I mean, do you think he's a guy? It's a good, that's a good description. I don't know if he is because do you think it's a good thing Democrats are being more vocal and engaging with faith and religious and spiritual ideas this election cycle? He goes, yeah, I think it's good. I'll say this. There's a lot of people in the world who find their meaning in faith and specifically through religion. 
part of why this has happened is it's fun and connecting people going to bishops bishop barber's church was really fun i don't know why i'm not a baptist but those baptist churches are seriously fun and people are positive <laughs> i mean i don't know i I don't know. His 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 answers seem flippant right. to me. And here's the other problem. There, there's like, no depth to it. Well, I mean, he says nothing about the heaven thing. Does everybody have access to heaven? Yes. Okay. We all have different access points. The same Abrahamic tradition. Everyone outside the Abrahamic tradition. Yes. There's, you know, are, are the access points sure? You know, but I, you know, I as, a, as someone who believes in the hierarchy and the and the Abrahamic lineage, I. I I have to go along. I, you know, I have to go along with the hierarchy and how it exists. But this guy, I find that the Democrats find they 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 are patronizing when it comes to religion. Anybody who's religious yeah. is is a problem, and religion's something that that is utilized to manipulate. It's there to be manipulated rather than respected and and used as like a like a good purpose partner within right. an agenda. Yeah, that's what I find. All right. So, and I, so, I see more and more of that on the right too from the Republican Party. Well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I've never found on the on the Republican side. I've always found where it's you know it's it's our it's our way the highway. That's right. Yeah. So so you know, and I, we, you and I have talked about this where we've ended up talking about how it's it you know a Catholic can come up to a Muslim and call him fake. And he's making a judgment about my not not only my religion, yeah, or our religion, right? But not but but our way of way of life. Like who who are you to even consider making a comment on who is real or not real a real Muslim when you're when it's when it's a way of life, my way of life, not just yeah. a casual. You want to know I'm Muslim and you know it's never done anything for me. <laughs> I mean, like, it was never, it's, you know, be honest with you, it's never, I went from making six figures, you know, in, in, in industry to make $50,000 a year at the American Islamic Congress, you know, I mean, like it's never, it's never benefited, you know, um, from a, 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 you know, financial or, or, or you know, professional standpoint. I mean, of course, you know, I mean, I could say that I'm very well spiritually endowed, you know what I mean now? And, you know, I've got the blessings, you know. A, a, you know, a sack of blessings that's wonderful, you know, but the pro, the challenge is, is and it's, you know, fulfills my heart and comforts me and all everything else. But, you know, it just, I mean, just imagine me, like me coming up to you and going, well, I don't, you know, you're not a real Baptist, you know, you're not really Christian, <laughs> you know, and, and then you're, and you, and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, well, let me tell you why your way of life is just not in alignment with the Abrahamic faith. And really you're just, you're nothing because I feel that I have enough hubris behind me to say you are you're not real. You're not real. Um, and, and, you know, I can slice the, you know, it, the Islam into pieces is what people, I think, try to do because one is, is everybody's still, I think, angry about 9-11. But yeah. there's a lot of disinformation when it comes to Islam and comes to the, the you know, intercultural, yeah. multi-faith and, and or multi, or, you know, intra-faith community. Well, you're, the, the yeah. your rant right now is uh, reflective of our number one downloaded podcast episode so far is yeah. fake Muslim question mark. Well, I'd like to think about is insightful, but you know, my insightful, <laughs> you know, if you say rant, I don't know, you know, I, you know but maybe I could take that hit, that hit on this one. So speak, you know. speaking of insightful rants, yeah, two episodes ago, you, you heckled me about a scripture. Uh Oh, 
What are we talking on, about? About being unequally yoked. Oh my god! Right. But what I didn't, what I didn't throw back at you, is this little verse in the Quran. Oh Jesus! (laughs) That says, and I quote: "Believers do not take the Jews and Christians as allies; they are allies with one another. Whoever of you takes them as an ally shall become one of them. God does not guide the wrongdoers." Right. So. Are you in breach of this Quranic verse by co-hosting this podcast with me? Listen, we're all sects of Judaism. Let's just start with that right now, okay? And, and you know that that that'll we just we just we, we just lost like all the Muslim <laughs> listeners. Okay, so, so let's just start with that. All right. So here's the thing: is that um, I think that the challenge is with that Quranic verse is that when Islam started, it, there were no Muslims. Okay. Right? So just let's contextualize this for a minute. So there are no Muslims, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, God, you know, you know there's, there's, there must have been, been a million or, three, or 300,000 or 100,000 Muslims. And you want to know what? The, first, the second Islam started, everybody picked up swords and they just started forcibly converting everybody to do whatever. Uh-huh. Right? Didn't happen. So... There was an identity crisis in the beginning with Islam. And part of the identity crisis was to build some kind of pride in who you are and what you're about. And the idea of Abrahamic lineage, which is uh, the idea that this is all part of one strand, one religion that starts with Abraham. And Muhammad is, uh, peace be upon him, is the last prophet. So the idea of I, I would I think that I think that your the Quranic verse that you're talking about oh my God it's like something quoted by ISIS all the time like that's the, it's five fifty one I know so it's like their jam you know but there's there's whole Quranic verses about uh, and we spoke about them in previous episodes we were talking about religious freedom and about how the um the the people of the book are 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 of us. Right. And so um, specifically people of the book, but any religion needs to be respected and brought in and, and protected. And the challenge is when it comes to defense, uh, then, then you can defend yourself if, you, if there's if there's aggression. But the child. But but when it comes to this type of thing, yeah, it's like, look, but you can't you, you be know, my friend. You can't be my friend, according to this. Oh, you're, you're, you know, you can't you can't editorialize the Quran, man. I'm not editorializing. It. it says. Do not take Jews and Christians as allies. <laughs> you can't take them out. You can't take one sentence. It's just the way it works. And so the, this this means that, like you, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna try your best to maintain. You want to maintain your identity, maintain who you are, and um, you do have to be, you know, you do have to be careful about theologically theologically sliding, being an having your individual faith, being having your identity, and being part of your community. I think that that I don't, that's that's what that's 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 not against this Quranic verse. But when it comes to maintaining your identity as a Muslim, the the last prophet, the pillars, that's what this is specifically talking about. You know, um, I, I think that we're very specific on what has happened in the in the, the lineage up to up to Islam, and I think that that lineage up to Islam 
can be perverted into what you're talking about. Should we should we be talking or should we be interacting? Can't be blind to the changes around us. We can't be blind to the communities around us. Look, the world is not going to become is Muslim. Period. You know, the world is not going to become Christian. The world is not going to become Jewish. The world is not going to become Hindu. So, the Quranic verses that I referred to in our earlier text, and I can pull some of them out, speak in, in, in what seems to be contradiction to this. Um, and, the, and the reality is, is that it's speaking about maintaining your identity and holding fast, um, as opposed to going down this road of, of uh, diluting your, your faith and diluting your, your resolve. Um, but, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about the yoke, which means... You know who's carrying the burden, and then you tr you're turning this into uh, is you know should Muslims be interacting with Christians and and Jews, which is a little bit different of a conversation, it's but not, I appreciate it's not terribly different. What do you mean it's not terribly different? Yeah, I mean, there was the it was the partnership of uh, of Christian believers with with non-believers, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that the challenge here is is that. You know, the idea of that, that there's no compulsion in Islam, right? So that's that's in the Quran, it's sort of yeah. two, two, five, six. Then it, it, it's you're talking about having that resolve in as as a minority, right? And then we have this whole idea of the evolution of the faith to where it is now, and that that you know when you're on top, you know you you can very easily turn around and say you want to know what I'm not going to interact I'm not going to uh, the Quran says it to justify to do this it's like war right war is mentioned in the Quran and um, and uh, you know love is mentioned you know, twice as much three times as much peace is mentioned you know all over the Quran but then people focus on the war component and like I said they editorialize the the reality is is that it's you got to look at it as a speech. All right. It's living word of Allah abroad. Mm -hmm. And so as the conversation evolves, like our conversations evolving, we there's a component that you can pull out and say, you want to know what it says this you You shouldn't be interacting with with Christians and Jews. And the reality is, look, we're all people of faith. There's no way that we can't. You know, I mean, it also says, you know, use your know, courteous advice, sound reasoning and elegant persuasion when talking to other religions. You know, the Quran says that, you know, so. How am I going to reconcile that with this Quranic verse that says uh, that we're going to do that? I think it's 2946 that said that talks about how to interact with other faiths, right? Mm -hmm. um, don't, don't, don't. But it also says don't be intimidated, you know, by uh, ancestral practices, you know, don't, and don't be. And that's that's sort of, that's that's in the Quran 217, uh, 2170. So I mean, it, it, there's. The challenge is, is that you've got to look at it as a whole, whole, uh, it's like I said, a living word. It's a speech that goes all the way through that, that's dynamic. And that specific Quranic verse, I get it. It's like, don't, don't waver. Be on point and maintain your status in your community. And by the right. way, when you're interacting with other communities, there's, there's a way to do it that's right, and that's not disrespectful. It's also realizing that we're all part of the same family, same corporation, different division, more or less. And then the, the other element is, uh, um, I don't know, I mean, it's more specific than the yoke one. The yoke one, I was like, you know, you know it really covers a lot. I don't know right, what I'm talking right. about, but I'll be honest with you. I've been talking with the a yoke, lot of the yoke friends. One, yeah, the, the yoke one is a little more, uh, a little more ambiguous. 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, it is a little bit more ambiguous. I think the challenge is with Islam, particularly in this period of time, is the idea that the the identity needed to be solidified, and there needed to be some kind of pride instilled in the individual to grow the second part of what I call what I call second part of religion, which is community, and then theologically, no one knew where Islam was going to go. Um, and and it, you know at that point you just had the Quran. Now you have the Quran, you have the Quran, then the Sunnah and the Hadith, right? And the Sunnah, arguably, and the Hadith arguably made Islam much more dynamic and much more adaptable. Um, and then as the sects grew, you had you know in Shiism you had different the Ayatollahs in the twelve comes to the Twelvers, but you also had. Heads of the heads of the of of the of of the faith that maintained a dynamic interpretation of the word for the present day and mm-hmm. contextualization. Whereas in the Sunni side, you had the four schools of jurisprudence, and then you had scholars that were always weighing in on stuff. Um, and neither way is 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 wrong. It's just a different way of looking at this same same pond, different beach. And and so I think that without that dynamic quality of interpreting. The word for the day makes a difference. I think that if you look at the Quran for that particular period and for that particular time, you, you had a, a real challenge with individuals that were trying to figure out, well, what are, 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 we, are we just Jews? Are we just Christians? And we're just calling ourselves? You know, what does proto-Islam look like? And so... Proto- it, go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, well, I was going to you know. say, that a lot of this chapter looks like there's a lot of... There's a lot of language in here that appears to be trying to hold Jews and Christians to their own scripture, respectively, the Torah and the gospel. Well, well that's the thing is, yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea of the, the these, these you know, these de- the, 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 no one ever thought these communities would cease to exist. You know? Right. So the idea is, you know, is that the, these communities are trying to evolve and you have this minority now that's trying to maintain its identity and figure out who they are. And... Um, I mean, I, I I advocate that proto-Islam comes from a a very interesting time of the transition from the Jesus movement to Christianity. So you have a, a really interesting, strange period of time where there are Jews that believe in Jesus. There are Jews that are are there's diaspora, there's Gentiles that are becoming Christians, and in that strange period between from like fifty. Uh, to maybe uh, like a, like 150, 200 after the, the death of Jesus, you have this this strange transition of communities, and then all the way up to 500, where Islam comes into being. These communities have coalesced into their own identities, and like the Quran infers that you know about Christianity and know about Judaism. Yeah, that's that's clear. So, you know. And and it, and it's and it says, look, it, it, here's the thing. You know about Abraham. You know about this. You know about. This. Guess what? Here's the next next step in this whole business. So, I think that it's very. It, you have to, like I said, be very very careful about what you pick out. But yeah, it's in there. And you want to know what? <laughs> Should we not be talking? I don't know. I, you know. I mean, I. You know. I, you know. This. I, I was. You know. Maybe I'm just a fake Muslim. You know. Yeah. Um. So depends on the what what the word allied means. I I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, well, I think the challenge is is that you got to be very, very careful. My mother, like my mother, when I was a kid, when 
she, I asked her once, you know, why aren't we Jewish? And my mother's her response was, well, you are. When you go to a Jewish friend's house, you're Jewish. If you go to a Christian house, you're Christian. You go to a Muslim house, you're Muslim. You go to a Hindu house, you're, you're Hindu. Because that's the only way to be, you know? And so part of being a, a good host, part of it being a, a good neighbor is spending time and learning uh, about people and who they are. Now, does that mean that all of a sudden I go over to your house? You know, I'm, I'm going to come and visit you, right? And yeah. I'm going to, I all of a sudden I go to say, oh, I'm a Baptist, that's it. I'm throwing everything away. <laughs> like, you know, and I, and I, that's, I think very specifically what this, what this is talking about is like, there's other communities out there. Remember who you are and what you're about. So just be very, very careful because there's agendas out there and those agendas can co-opt into, you know, what it is, who you are and what you're about. And maybe there's no compulsion in Islam. So you can go enjoy yourself, become a Baptist. But before you go down that road, you know, don't be so fickle as to just jump into any pot because you'll never, you'll never end up becoming a stew. All right. I don't know. That, I have no idea if that's an right. a metaphor at all. Does that make sense? Ask and answer. That's fine. I just I uh, missed the opportunity to throw that back at you during our last well, our last debate. Thing, I so just, I know the yoke thing. I'm I saying, just, all I'm saying is you guys have verses like that too. Well, I, listen, we're you know, same beach, different pond. Or same, same, uh, same pond, different beach. I, I mean, how can we not have the same stuff? All right, moving on. Moving on. Moving you, on. You broke me on the yoke. <laughs> I'm content. Are you content? I'm content for now. All right. Okay. So, um, what what else can I do for you? You had a story about your neighbor. Bump into my neighbor in the supermarket. Uh huh having a conversation with me while the conversation is going on in front of the fish counter. Right. All right. While we're having this conversation, lobsters are being pulled out of the lobster tank. Uh-huh. One, two, three. Before I know it, the whole tank's gone. They're boiling the lobsters. They bag them. They give them to my neighbor. My neighbor's got the two bags in, in her hands. Uh-huh. Puts them in the, in the, what's it called? In the, in the, the cart. And keeps talking to me for a little bit, then just then just carts away. Uh-huh. I see you at the supermarket. You tell me if I'm wrong. I see you at the supermarket. I got two bags of of uh lobsters in my hands. First thing out of my mouth is, listen, you know, Matthew, look, I got a you know, family's coming over. You wanna know what? They're all a little wonky. I can't have you over, but that's why I got the lobsters. You want to know what? Let's do a lobster barbecue maybe in a week or two. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. First thing in my mouth is why I got all these lobsters and why you're not invited. Right. That, that's just that's just the way it is. That's how you do things, right? And nothing. I got nothing on the lobster. So now I'm uninvited, don't know, and it's bothering me. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Bothering me. I'm wondering what, what, what kind of lobster party happened over there. You know, who's using so, – so who empties the tank? So let's let's figure this out. What is it? Is it the the kind of of seafood that you're interested in? Is that the quantity? Is there, is there a lower quantity, like say two lobsters, where you wouldn't bat an eyelash? You wouldn't right. care. I mean, look, you know, or if it was like a lobster for the family, or if it was a slice of salmon, you know, you wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, the, but it was the volume listen, of lobsters. It clearly I mean, was, was going to be for more the, the than tank. right. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I know I've been known to exaggerate a little bit, but the whole tank was, I mean, we're talking about two big garbage bags of lobsters. Clearly there was something, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's a side hustle. Maybe she was selling them on the street. I don't know. But 
first thing out of my mouth is why I got what I got in my hands. If it's that quantity and why you're not, because I know how it looks. You know, it looks like I'm having a party and you're not invited, and I'm burning you. But now I, I, I feel I, I don't know. This is my problem. This I can't mind my own business. Yeah, I can't just say, oh, you know, you had a guy. I just said hello to my neighbor. No big deal. I can't. You know, I'm sitting here at home stewing about it, going, I can't. I, I don't. Was there was there was there an event? Did I miss? Did, you know, was she saying, oh, I sent it, put an in, invitation in the mail, and I didn't respond? Well, she might know. be thinking it's none of your business. It isn't any of my business. That's not the point. But then, <laughs> sure. But when, once you're in a public place with that many lobsters, people wonder. And we're in the middle of a conversation. But first, see, I don't know. Maybe I, I here's the other side. Maybe it's, you just it, want I mean, an explanation for the volume of lobsters she's having. It's it's a curious event. It was a curious event. So can you, well, hey, right. can can you even eat lobsters? Anything that's walking and anybody, anything that's walking. And it's swimming in the ocean's fine, more or less. Right, but the floating t- and crawling are not, right? Right, but then if shrimp is international waters, I'm not a big lobster fan. Sure. Um, but, you know, like there's all, these, there's all these exceptions. Like shrimp is international waters because everybody loves shrimp and it's so very readily available. So no one's going to no die on the shrimp hill. When it comes to lobsters, I think it's, it's like a 50-50 split on it. Uh-huh. I'm not dying for lobsters. I mean, who wants to go through all that shell? You know, like it, I, it, it can be good, but I've, uh, you know, I've had mediocre lobster experiences and it's not, it can be not great. It's a whole song and dance. And then once you crack that baby open, you see some green, it starts to rub you the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is that me? I, I mean, whenever you get to that, you know, the, the compartment with all the, the black stuff and guts, it, it gets a little weird, but I don't know. I, I just don't. I'm not. Really, I'm not terribly into it because it's the same thing with the crab legs, right? Everybody's got the crab. See, you legs. You don't want to eat it anyway, and yet you're giving the, your neighbor a hard time. It's not about the eating. It's about the cordialities. <laughs> it's about you, when you if if, if you're, you're flaunting society's conventions, you walk around with sacks of lobsters, and and people in the middle of a conversation, you got to say something. So you got first. You got to be like, this is what's going on. Hey, no problem. You want to know what? Sounds like a Seinfeld episode. When Sounds like this, this is some, this is something that George Costanza would be upset about. Why, you call me George Costanza? Why, why couldn't I be a Seinfeld? Seinfeld does the same thing. You Costanza in me? Yeah, right, but right. yeah, but the Seinfeld character, he didn't really care all that much. Well, I'm not sure I care either. I just went out now, but I'm just be offended for a little while. You know, I, mean, I'm just, I don't know what's going on. So, so that's what's happening. That's what. Um, what do you would you know? I mean, you don't, you don't have a similar experience. You don't wonder like somebody never did something, you know, flew a flag across your face, and you're like, oh my god, what's this know. guy up to? How come he's not saying something? I just, no? I, no, not really. But no. I, I get I get awkward uh, awkward public interactions with neighbors who you don't really know all that well, and so you're kind of making small talk. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, yeah, I get that point, but you know, when we're trying to you know, fighting it, fighting to stay in the conversation, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like when, when we lived in DC, and you know, your apartment complex has two towers, and you run into someone from the other tower, it's like, eh, sure, we're seeing each other now, but will we see each other again, really? Are you saying you hated the other tower? Is that I did not saying? say we hated the other tower. I'm just saying the likelihood that uh, we would cross paths again is extremely unlikely. Tower two is subhuman. So you're saying, you know, you know, uh, you know, at the Southern Baptist Convention, you're, you know, at your, you know, your orientation, you're like, oh, that's Den- that's Deborah, that's Diane, that's Bob, 
Everyone hates Bob. I don't know why, but I was told to hate Bob when I came here. So I just went with it. So everybody hates Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there there were some neighbors we we hated, but we uh, it wasn't because of uh, their tower association. But, you know, sometimes it was it was like Jersey Shore out on the pool deck. There's just some obnoxious characters. Yeah, well, D.C., you know, so I, you know, I live down there in George Washington University, so you could, every, every yeah. pool party was, every pool party was like, every, they pulled out all the stops. Uh-huh. You know, there's, everybody's blasting music. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, trying to smuggle in alcohol in some kind of conveyance, you know, you know, like, because you know, like, technically it's illegal, it's, it's outlawed, but nobody really enforces. Right. You know, like people are in like lambskin, you know, like canteens with, you know, like, I don't know what I was like, I don't know. I was like, what do they do? And, but yeah, there was, it was always, it was always a big dance party up there on the pool deck, you know, so everybody was just bumping. <laughs> So we haven't talked about religion at all, as other than you burning me on the Quran. So that was that was we we spent many minutes on on religion because I was uh, heckling yeah. you about. Yeah, Quran I mean, like versus... I hope it didn't sound like I was dancing around too much. I mean, the bottom line is, is that the the identity at that particular period of time was so important. I just right. you know you need there needed to be something about listen, focus. All right, you know. So you're you're saying you're you're putting it in a contextual rationalization and uh, the particular context in which uh, they're trying to assemble a people. Is that is that a fair way to put your yeah. explanation? Like I said, here you know, you, you know, can, I, I can never do it as eloquently as you. It's absolutely right. And then I think that the challenge is is that you don't have, you know, it's it, it's it's very it's very hard to, to muddy the water when it comes to you might be the water when you start to take one phrase out of anything. I mean, that's sure. why I, the only reason why I brought it up is when people start talking about yokes. I'm like, I don't like, I, th- I find it just really, really difficult to, 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 to equate an entire interaction between people with, you know, because they're not the right faith, you're not uh-huh. going to, you're not going to work. It's not going to work yeah. out. Um, and I think that that's. Well, fair. It, it, in, in, in Christian yeah. circles, we say, keep reading, right? Read, but right. read what comes before, read what comes after. Right. Make sure we understand the context, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's with Islam, like, here's the thing is that nobody, look, you and I have been talking about this for a little bit. I asked you last week, I go, Did you, have you ever read the Quran? And you're like, no. <laughs> so, so not, not cover to cover, bits and yeah. pieces. So that's, yeah. that's a delinquency on my part. Well, no, I, and, and I'm rereading, you know, all these, 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 these texts all the time. And then I'm like, all right, do I bump into this or do and the fact is, is that, you know, you need to, you know, all the, everybody needs to kind of refresh themselves with what's going on. But the, the fact is, if you read the Quran cover to cover, you, you right away, you're going to go, oh my God, like if I didn't have a knowledge of Christianity, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really get this. Yeah. You know, I mean, this whole I can just see chapter and a half on, 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 on Mary and you're going to go home. <laughs> you scratch your head and you go, oh my God. You know, it, it infers that you know about Judaism, infers you know about about Christianity right off the bat. And mm-hmm. and it's very, very evident. And and uh, and this the intent and the tone is is the same. There's not it's not like this sinister. Oh, it takes it, it co-ops the religion to do this, to do that. No, it's in the same voice, yeah. uh, you know, so. So I have a, I have a technical question Uh-oh. as I start. No, say, oh, <laughs> in this copy of the Quran I have. 
there are brackets. There are certain there's some words that are bracketed, some words and phrases that are bracketed. Yeah. But I can't find an explanation about what that is. Why the brackets? Is that a common thing? Is that just this particular um, you know, it's got, it's, it could, it's could be the translation, you know, I, I, it's so bracketed, bracketed phrasing in the Quran can mean three things. It can mean a reference, obviously that's an editorial reference that is part of the translation. Okay. Um, the, it can mean a word for word translation that, 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 that is not subject that the, the words, the word, the word, the word translation is, is specific. Okay. Not led to interpretation. Okay, and and then the third is is that it could mean something that is um, it the intent behind uh, the, the surah. Um, so um, you know, there's so the, the the there's there's ten million people on the planet right now that have the Quran memorized in the same way it was memorized from when it went from Hazrat Muhammad. Wow. Okay. Okay. And all right, so. And, and there's always been that group of, 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 of readers that have memorized the Quran word for word, which is why when they say it hasn't changed from when it was written down to, to now, is that there's, always, there's, there's a core group of people that memorize the Quran and keep it memorized. Okay. So, so, so from, where do those 10 million people come from? Well, they're all over the planet. So well, yeah, you know, but is it is it all uh, across multiple expressions of Islam? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and in in it's across multiple expressions of Islam, but they all they all recite the Quran in 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 the same way, the same tone, the same words, which is why it hasn't changed. And that's that community has that oral. I mean, I don't even want to call it an oral tradition. That it's that that oral matrix. It exists. The same, it's the same in Judaism. You know, there's there's people that that have the, the, the there's a community of rabbis that have it memorized from the you know from whenever to to now. You know, and so the Torah. You know, right? and so they all have it a certain way. You have to speak Hebrew a certain way and do it a certain way. It's the same same tra- same type of tradition. So, um, you know, and you could be. <laughs> You could be a, you know, a reformed Jew, and you're still going to recite it the same way an Orthodox Jew is reciting it sure. with the same intonation. Okay. Right? So that's why that book, those two books, haven't been, uh, um, they're they're considered to be sound, particularly in Islam, because because there that tradition still exists in the Bible. With the Bible, it doesn't exist. That's why the Injal is it exists. The New Testament exists. But what we have now is a, a distortion of what that of what it what it is, you know, and so um, I mean, we, and there's 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 a source document the, the the that that all the other books that the Bible the New Testament comes from. Okay. At least that's the right. that's, that's the theory. Cool. You know? And I don't know you guys the Q documents right the Q. You guys, you know what the Q source? Let's what, tell me about the Q source because it's supposed to be like source documents. Where was it, Luke and yeah, it's and John come from or Luke and we don't have any of the original man documents. We don't have any. We have early manuscripts, uh, but we don't have any any of the original manuscripts. And uh, so the question is, uh, particularly for books, for example, the uh, the the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a lot of content that right. is similar. Um, they're all documenting Jesus's, uh, earthly ministry. And the question naturally arises, where does that similarity come from? 
what does it matter? You know, who, who wrote first? Did they uh, borrow each other? And so there are different theories about that. And, and one, of those, one of those theories is, um, uh, which I think most people kind of in my tribe who pay attention to this kind of thing, uh, there's a sense, they call it the Markin priority, which is a fancy way to say Mark probably wrote first and then Matthew, Luke, and John borrowed from him uh, and developed. <clears throat> they probably all had Mark's um, uh, early copy of Mark's uh, gospel um, accessible to them. So there's a there's a you know diagram in Wikipedia that says it's like there's two source hypotheses, Q and Mark. Right. And then it it has this like little sort of um, I don't know uh, you know you peanuts to, gang sketter, yeah. sort of sweater color coding <laughs> you know like you know so like like Charlie Brown sweater um, about Matthew and Luke come from both Mark and the Q. And that Q is supposed to be right. this, like Jesus sayings. It's a hypothetical source. I mean, here, here's a question. Okay, how nobody can... nobody actually has copy of this Q, um, but it's a hypothetical source that some scholars believe uh, existed that uh, the gospel authors relied on. So you so you think Jesus was just doling out speeches? Where there's no scribe there floating around. It's it's possible. Um, gosh, I'm going to blank on which passage it is, but there's at least one gospel that says, uh, "Shoot," ends with basically saying. There's much more that could have been written, and it would fill the volumes would fill the earth. Oh, really? So, so, yeah. the, so it infers that something was written. Well, it, it infers that Jesus said a lot of a lot of stuff that was not captured. Here, here it is, and and end of John, right before Acts, uh, last verse of of John twenty one, twenty five. Quote: Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. I don't see, I mean, that's, that's a very curious phrase. He's just saying that it, his book is not exhaustive. Yeah. Which is a reasonable thing for an author to say, <laughs> especially, especially when you're writing stuff of history. High school common. What are you reading in school? Good. Well, I read The Atheist Muslim. Oh, okay. Have you read that? Yeah. The Atheist Muslim? I know what it is. Um, what's, uh, what's, what, what, what was your take on it? There was lots to like. I think the best... Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a journey to from religion uh, to reason. Ali A. I'm going to butcher his name. It's Rizvi. Rizvi. Rizvi, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and but the, the the famous phrase is like the left is wrong about Islam, the right is wrong about Islam. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah. he had some good themes that that would harmonize with this show, um, uh, especially critiques of the political left and right. But he was or he is, I think, Pakistani by background, but he grew up in Saudi Arabia, and so right. uh, he his family was Muslim, but he witnessed uh, more. Um, because he was in Saudi schools and Saudi culture, he witnessed that uh, Saudi expression of Islam uh, alongside the Pakistani expression. And uh, so some of his uh, tales from that early age um, were pretty insightful. Uh, I think the best, the help, most helpful thing for Western readers was kind of this distinction. I think you've probably touched on it before, the difference between Islam versus Muslims. Right. right? 
uh, which right. we would distinguish too between Christianity and Christians, uh, as right. far as right, um, as far as what what we say, we as outsiders look at the Quran and the Hadith and think we know something of. We're learning about Islam, the text and the faith that, inf- or the faith and the text that informs it, and then we we think we know all Muslims, uh, and you could make the same same mistake with Christians. Um, so that was that was helpful. Uh, however, his his kind of rejection of religion generally for the sake of uh, moving to atheism. Uh, I didn't buy a lot of that stuff. He relies a lot on Christopher Hitchens, which might be fair enough, but also Sam Harris, who I've found intellectually wanting. Well, I, so there's a, the, the, you know, there's, there's a, when I was at AIC, the American Song Congress, we had this ideal of a cultural Muslim, what a cultural Muslim is. Yeah. And so, you know, when you grow up, in, in Islam, you did you even if you are not practicing, and even if you're not an adherent to Islam, culturally you're still Muslim. You know, you've grown up in it's like growing up in the South, right? You you can't take that Southerner out of the Southerner, the, the Southern guy, the guy who grew up in the South, right? He might live in New York City, he might be in New York City, he might be consider himself a New Yorker, but there's still a cultural like food and and uh, mannerisms, phraseology that they're going to use. This is something very similar in Islam. So there's a lot of cultural Muslims floating about around, and and um, that that idea or that um, um, sort of identity is something that was really uh, that's in that book, but also is is something that is ever evolving within Islam right now, particularly in America. Yeah, um, and. Uh, um, I, I think you know, being a cultural Muslim, it, it's a it, the fact of that, that it's okay, <laughs> has yeah. been a, a real struggle within our community because a lot of people won't, they, you know, just like just in the Christian faith or Jewish faith or whatever, is like there's a lot of pressure to stay, you know, close to the traditions and the book or at least walk through parts of the faith so that you can still be a part of the community. And a lot of people just they're just not having it. Yeah, you know, and that's okay. You know, it's if you're not, um, you're not compelled to be a part of the faith, then then that's all right. Um, but I, I have a cultural Muslim the identity overview. Um, I can I can share with you. It's pretty interesting um, that that uh, that that was developed at the American Islamic Congress. It's really old. It's uh, um, but the idea that cultural Muslims exist and there is a a value to maintaining cultural Muslim Muslim identity um, as it because it parallels with Western societies and Western traditions uh, within their space and you know what a cultural Muslim would describe themselves as as a bad Muslim right right um, it, it's because of the um, orthodox um, identities that are out there uh, they'd say oh well I'm a bad Muslim I you know I eat pork and I drink and I do this and I do that and so forth so, um, but I can share that with you, and uh, and we can kind of put it and put it out there. It's a good article, um, and uh, I'll sh- and I'll go from there. But uh, but yeah, so you like the book, though? Yeah, yeah, it was insightful. The, like I said, the the general. I wish he, I just wish he had stuck with um, the Muslim life stuff and the Muslim text stuff because he starts to well, and here's here's my problem. He from time to time would attack Jewish and Christian scriptures alongside 
the um, alongside Islam scriptures. And because I know enough about the apologetics of say the Hebrew Bible and, and the Christian Bible, right? some of those attacks are, are pretty flat and are pretty easily defended. And so when, so I think he, to me, again, as a Christian reading about Islam, uh, it gave me a caution and made me skeptical about his treatment of Islam because his treatment of the Judeo-Christian scriptures were pretty lame, right? And so uh, I, I, I'm well aware of the, some of the critiques and the atheist critiques of, uh, of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And he was kind of repeating some of that stuff that frankly is uh, pretty lame and, and doesn't hold under the weight of uh, intellectual rigor. And so that begs the question for me, how accurate is he really when he's engaging the Islamic text? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, should we, are you going to, are you, did you write a critique on the, uh, or summary or? For uh, I haven't yet. Uh, I, there's a stack of books I'd have to uh, write a review for. So I may write on that. I have the option to write on that book or others. So should be easy for me to fill up a thousand words about it. If I, if I do it, I'll post it here. I post it up there. All right. Yeah. Cool. So what do you got for me? That's it, man. I think we got a show in the bag. Do we have a show? Yeah. I don't know. Is it, is it interesting at all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> listeners will tell. <laughs> this has been Crossing Phase with Matt Hawkins and John Penna, a podcast of Roll Top Productions. If you like what you hear and would like to help defray the cost of the show, consider sponsoring us on Patreon by visiting crossingphase.com. Crossing Phase is available on all your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Podcast, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. We'd appreciate your review of our program, especially in the iTunes store. Let us know what you think of the show via Twitter, at MTHawk, at JTPinna, or at Crossing Phase. Music for this episode is courtesy Vajra, whose music is available at TheVajraTemple.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Show notes for this episode and more are available at crossingfaiths.com.